Welcome to the Remote Work Podcast. This podcast is presented by clearword.com. Plan and organize meetings more collaboratively and have them automatically summarized into meeting minutes so that you can catch up with any meeting you couldn't attend. All your colleagues' knowledge searchable in your central library of meetings. Clearword, meetings redesigned. What is meeting fatigue? Meetings. They've always been part of our jobs, but never before have they felt like such hard work. Since virtual meetings have become the norm, the effects we feel in real life are even more depleting, deflating and demotivating than before. Meeting fatigue is real and researchers and scientists are delving into its causes and effects to see how it can be managed. What is meeting fatigue? Meeting fatigue, or Zoom fatigue as it's commonly referred to, is a feeling of both mental and physical exhaustion following one or several video conferencing calls. In 2020, Zoom reported that it had over 300 million meeting participants logging onto the platform daily. That unprecedented spike in the use of video conferencing software prompted Stanford University to create a Zoom exhaustion and fatigue scale. The scale was formulated based on research that revealed five dimensions of fatigue, general, social, emotional, visual and motivational. The researchers studied also reveals something interesting about meeting related fatigue. Firstly, the frequency, duration and burstiness of Zoom meetings were associated with a higher level of fatigue. Secondly, this fatigue was associated with negative attitudes towards Zoom meetings. What causes meeting fatigue? Meetings have been a thorn in the side of workers since time immemorial. Whether there are just too many meetings or the meetings themselves are long and ineffective, meeting fatigue was around in some form long before the advent of the pandemic. But the ante has been upped and modern meeting fatigue is a new beast that we're having difficulty taming. The common causes of meeting fatigue are numerous and relate to social, behavioural and cognitive activities. Interruption. Audio quality has been found to be one of the most persistent causes of meeting fatigue. The quality of a call, background noise, external sounds, delays and technical glitches are all stressors when it comes to video conferencing. The most taxing interruption of all, however, is silence. Millisecond delays in responses on virtual calls interrupts the flow of dialogue and negatively affects interpersonal perceptions. And these slight delays create an atmosphere of discomfort and awkwardness, which over time can build up to a feeling of dread around the prospect of another call. If you add into this the plethora of new distractions generated by the work from home experiment, like children, pets, deliveries, etc., and interruptions to meetings take on a whole new life of disruption and anxiety. Communication. Fluid and direct communication has always been central to successful meetings, but virtual meetings upend the natural flow that occurs in person. Stanford scholar Pamela Hines was conducting research into video conferencing way back in the 90s and found that nonverbal behaviour is simultaneously effortless and also incredibly complex. So in the context of Zoom fatigue, the complexity of nonverbal communication remains the same, but users need to work a lot harder to send and receive those nonverbal signals. In virtual meetings, we actually overcompensate for the physical distance by sending more signals than would be usually necessary. So speaking more loudly, maintaining eye contact for longer. The people we're communicating with are also heavily decontextualized. So we get no real sense of a person's height or stature because we're only looking at their head and shoulders. Also, of course, we have a tendency to zero in on our own little square, focusing on our image more than usual. Jeremy Balenson, 
author of the Stanford research paper on Zoom fatigue, says that this is taxing on us. It's stressful. And there's a lot of research showing that there are negative emotional consequences to seeing yourself in a mirror all day long. Concentration. Juggling the new aspects of video conferencing mentioned previously requires more mental acrobatics than traditional meetings. So this increased cognitive load puts our brain under more pressure, so making us more exhausted at the end of a call. Our concentration is being pulled in a lot of different directions in this remote environment, and this is exacerbated by the heavier workloads that also weigh on us with this new landscape. A lot of us will try and multitask during a Zoom call. So this creates a scenario where the meeting is just sort of happening in the background. And in the present moment at our desks, we're working on a different and unrelated project, just dipping in and out of the meeting as necessary. So this lack of focused attention can make us feel like we've spent all day working, but we don't really get much done. So that leaves us feeling drained and frustrated. And of course, this feeling can be compounded by a tendency to daydream during meetings, the likelihood of which is increased if the meeting is being held online. Interaction. Scientific research has shown that there is greater activity in the reward regions of the brain during in-person communications compared to virtual interactions. So in practice, this means that in-person interactions increase happiness, which spells bad news for us from continuous virtual interactions over Zoom. The interface used on video calls can also have negative implications. For example, prolonged eye contact can be perceived as a threat and scepticism can arise when we don't see a participant's face if they have their camera turned off or their voice if they're on mute. These put together can, re can result in a lack of trust, particularly around the manager-employee dynamic. So this can negatively impact collaboration if some team members feel more comfortable contributing or having their cameras on than others. So the domino effect of this could be that these regular contributors might be favoured simply by virtue of their own level of confidence when it comes to interacting on screen. So what can be done about it? Probably the best way to tackle meeting fatigue is just to have better meetings. Meetings that A, have to happen. B, have a defined purpose and desired outcome. C, start and end on time. D, are well prepared. E, are properly recorded, and F, are accessible and properly circulated. Luckily, ClearWord is the home for your meetings, and as such, we've spent a lot of time thinking about and figuring out the best ways to run meetings more effectively and efficiently to combat modern meeting fatigue. So check out our previous blog posts to dive deeper into the world of meeting management. You can find them all on the ClearWord website in the blogs tab. Thank you for listening and we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about remote work or would like to come on the podcast to talk about your workflow, please do not hesitate. Email us podcast at clearword.com.